Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. We really hope we see you there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You spend so long being made to feel slightly ashamed or shitty about things that you like that even when you do get your way and you do get to watch your film, whether it's with your brother when you're a kid or with your boyfriend or your partner when you're older, you can't even enjoy it yourself because you keep watching it through their eyes. Hello and welcome back to Should I Delete That? I'm Alex Light. I'm... Oh, damn it. Yeah. I'm in Clarkson. You're Alex Light. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, um, hi. Hello. Hello in the Isle of Man. Hello from the Isle of Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you say it the other way around. You know, you say like, hello from, like, how do you say it the other way around? Hello, hello to, to, to the you. Isle of Man. Hello to you in the Isle You can greet the island. Um, <laughs> how are you? I am good. I've got two goods this week. No bad. Woo! Oh, I want to hear them. Let's Which go. is rare for me. It is so. incredibly. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's I'm not go. normally an optimistic, happy person. Um, two goods. Number one, had my hair done, gone super blonde, feel great. It Very does look happy. fantastic. I just you feel like Barbie myself era. again. Yes, yeah. I'm a Barbie area. Uh, yes. Good well. for you. Second thing is I booked a holiday to Greece. Ooh. And I am so excited. I am so excited. I just feel like I can't wait. I can't, like, it's occupying all my thoughts. It's a last minute one. It's in a week's time. And I am so excited. Stunning. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. Know, you deserve it. Wait. I'm excited for wait. you. So there's no room for bads today. Good for you. It's even Good. raining. Good. It, it, which it, is great. It's, I, well, I wanted to apologise to anybody that can hear any background noise on my side. It is blowing a hoolie outside. It, like, it's what, July? It's it's, it's raining <laughs> in the house. So sorry if you can hear it. Um, I'm really proud of you. Two goods. I know. Love to see it. I know. What about you? Right, I will forego my bad as well. I'm going to skim over it because I don't want to talk really? about it anyway. Oh, oh it's not sleeping. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can't. my God. We don't sleep. Sleep's I done. Just feel who is so she? bad. It's bullshit. I'm so tired, but it's fine because I'm foregoing the bad for having a good week. It's my birthday week. That's a good. By the time this comes out, it'll be the week of my birth. Oh, yes. Day. That's nice. But my main good, Al, are you ready? Yeah. Hold on to your horses. Oh my god! This morning, I ran for a mile without stopping. And then I stopped and I thought, that was lush. I'm going to do it again. And then I ran for another mile without stopping. So three miles without no, two stopping. Miles, for, two, two miles. Two miles. Two miles. And I stopped in between them. And I probably could have done another one. But I had Denise Lewis in my head on the couch to wow. 5K being like, steady. She didn't. 
she didn't say steady, but I didn't want to overdo it. But I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. I did two miles. Well done. Did it Thank feel you. good? It felt really good. I actually, I, I would probably do some content about it because without meaning to sound like a dog, when I first started running, a mile was the biggest milestone for me. Pardon the pardon okay. there. It yeah. always felt like the biggest thing. Like I always felt like if I could crack a mile, then I could do anything. Like because if you can do one, you can do two, and if you can do two, do you know what I mean? Like it always just felt yeah. really big to me. Yeah. And I had I a, I had a, I had a bridge a mile away from my old flat where I used to live. And when I first started running, it was like my big mission was to get to the bridge without stopping. And the first day I did it, I like high fived the bridge. I was like, Alex made me do it. And I was like crying and I was so proud of myself. And this was this was years ago. But it always felt so big. And even when I was doing all my marathon training and everything, I always stopped at the bridge to tap it because it was like I could. And it was like a reminder that I could do it. And so today it just felt like a really big deal, like getting there again. I was like, yeah, Back. And from that. there, I just found it getting better and better. Like, I always find the first miles the hardest. And then after that, you know, piss, you know it's not easy. E- easy, but easy, it's easy, breezy, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, uh, mile, how long does a mile take? Like, what's a normal... I, I'm trying to... I'm not good at, d- at distances. Yeah, I mean, when I'm running very well, I'll do a... I mean, I don't really like to focus on time because it, it, people compare. I'd say maybe the average mile is like 11, 10, 11 minutes. Okay, yeah. I was just like, I Whereas, don't, I'm not good at miles. So I was like, does that mean like an hour or like well, five no, minutes? Alex, <laughs> I could, could take an hour. Um, my could Alex runs... My, my Alex runs a mile in about six or so seven minutes <laughs> um, okay that sounds low then if it's a normal miles 11 that's a long time to run for without well, stopping I don't know what is normal and I'm really using that term loosely because I don't want any beginners to be like oh I'm setting myself like for me mm. like I I think an 11 mile 11 minute mile is fucking stunning like that's my just like I am comfortable here yeah that's I mean the, I don't so. it sounds good to me Yes, yeah, who gives I've a got shit? No this is what I've realised. <laughs> I've run enough in my life to realise that nobody, only, like, only tossers ask you how fast you run. Like if you run a marathon, only a yeah. wife is like, how long does What'd it take? What'd you do it in? Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. So I don't care. I don't care for time. No, that, that's because I, I didn't know like how long a mile takes like it's a few minutes, is it an hour? But that that's actually a really long time to run for without stopping. I definitely could Yes, do it that. is. Yeah, well I done. Well Thank done. you so much. Right, awkward oh before God. we get into our wonderful episode today. Oh, yes. It's a special episode for you. A very exciting Loved one. Loved um, it. My awkward, my awkward. I was driving on the road. as you, as you tend, awkward. As you tend to do. Um, I was driving on the road and I was on a main road and then someone was coming off a side road onto the main road. I could see they were having a hard time getting onto the main road because of so much traffic. So I was like, I'm going to let them go. But in that moment, I forgot the universal signal for let them go, right? So I just put my hand up, you know, like, you know, like this, this, the universal stop, stop. sign. Stop. Stop <laughs> yeah. like this, you know, like the um, Spice Girls. Stop right now. Yeah. Anyway, like that, stop basically. Right Sorry. I put my hand up and I went stop like this to them. I didn't say that, but my hand, like, you know, very aggressive, had stop hand. And they just looked at me and I was like, I can't, I don't, I, I don't know how to amend this because I can't remember how to let you go. So I went like that, like, um, I don't know, like, shoot, I basically shooed them <laughs> because I was like, is that, is that the hand signal? I don't know. And then after oh I was God, like, oh my God, I could have used my flashes. <laughs> oh God, that's so good. <laughs> 
How embarrassing. I, I love you in a car. I, if somebody, if a TV production company doesn't listen to this and think, God, we need a series in which Alex drives places, then they're fools. <laughs> they are fools. So I held up the entire road and this this poor car that was like so confused. Like, what are you trying to say to me? So, yeah. Love that. Yeah, that's mine. Perfect. Go on, what's yours? Right, well, I actually thought as of this morning, knowing we, knowing we were going to record today, I thought, this is great. I'm going to be able to not only forego my bad, but also forego my awkward this week because I've barely seen anyone. I'm on the Isle of Man. I'm, Excellent. I'm not socialising. I'm literally yeah. barely leaving the house. So I'll be fine. Like, I, the, I, yeah. I, I honestly, I thought I had an awkward free week. Until no. <laughs> today. He can probably hear me because the house is small. Um, but Frank... There's a man in the room next door called Frank. And okay. he he came over to do some massage and acupuncture and cupping. Because I don't know if I've mentioned this, but childbirth is brutal. Not in the sense of like the immediateness, but just the fact that it's like an endurance race that you don't get the chance to recover from. Because you just kind of have the kid and then you just sort of crack on and it's yeah. sort of fine, but everything kind of creaks a bit. Anyway, I've been uncomfortable. So's yeah. Al. We've just been tired. So Frank's come out to give his hand. He's amazing. He does his acupunctures and everything. And he came out today and I was like, great, I'm really looking forward to this. And I just, I obviously haven't socialised in too long because he was in the room, in my childhood bedroom, no less. We were both in the bedroom. And then he was like, um, okay, he could probably hear me recounting this story, which is even more awkward. (laughs) But he was like, (laughs) okay, take take your clothes off and I'll come back in. And I was like, all my clothes. (laughs) And he was like, all your clothes. And then he closed the door and then he opened the door again, like bashed the door open again. He's like, not all your clothes. Do not take off all your clothes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I then like my leggings and my jumper, like obviously I was going to keep my knickers on. This is the way he just like barreled through the door again. He's like, not all your clothes, do not. And then he didn't want to say knickers, I don't think. So he was just like, um, he's like, just keep on some clothes. Most of just take leggings and most. Okay. I was like, oh God. Okay. And then I was like, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, I'm going to say the K word. I was like, okay, so I'll keep my knickers on. He was like, yes, yes. And then just like closed the door. I was like, Oh God, I have to die now. <laughs> you said anyway, the K word. <laughs> the K word, I know. In public. Okay, and just before we get into it, I have to show you, and I'll send the photo um, to our, I'll put the photo on our Instagram, but I have to show you my back, Alex. I'll show you what Frank did to me. Oh my God, is this cupping? Yeah. Ready? Oh my God. <gasps> oh my Oh my God. God, is that painful? Yes. <gasps> yes, it was. Was it painful at the time? No, it's not painful. Well, uh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, it's not not painful, but it's it's painful in a good way. Oh. My, my my granny always called it delicious agony because it's like you know preparing you for. Oh, for, for better days ahead. So I watched a video end. of it on TikTok, and I don't like the way the skin all goes up. Ooh, I I'll send like you a photo. I've got a photo of it. It literally looks like I've got testicles in a jar stuck to my back. <laughs> and now, and now I look like someone's been like frisbeeing salami at my back, and it's all just like stuck. <laughs> Gorgeous, <laughs> stunning. Anyway, today. Oh, we yes. have just you know what today was it's just sometimes we do interviews that are like really hard hitting and we're really proud of them and sometimes we just get a really nice opportunity to have a chat with someone that we really rate yeah and that's what this week was we well said. 
Thank you. We sat with Caroline O'Donoghue. I am the biggest fan of her podcast. It is my favourite podcast by Million Miles. It's called Sentimental Garbage. And she explains basically the premise, but it kind of looks in detail at the things that have shaped the lives of so many like women our age and kind of like pop culture moments and these sort of like huge like phenomenons for fangirls like yeah. the twilight series or I mean, they've done a whole episode on girls just want to have fun the song and like <laughs> it's just and and some of your favorite films they do these huge deep dive analyses on and analyses anyway I just love her. And we just had a chat about pop culture and about the films yeah. that we love. And it was all just good vibes. Such good vibes. It. Her energy was brilliant. We loved it. We loved it. So listen to this. But if you haven't listened to Sentimental Garbage, then you're welcome because I've just given you a fucking gift. I've just given you... Yeah. I've given you hours of entertainment. <laughs> Much better than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but probably, yes. Agreed. It's on par it's on a par kind oh of. before we go Alex is awkward Ooh. just going to throw him under the bus yesterday Kath, my Ooh. sister said I'm on tenterhooks and Alex went ha oh, what do you mean tenterhooks he thought the expression was tenderhooks <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh tenderhooks <laughs> I swear that makes more sense than tenterhooks I agree but also I oh. get it like, I know but also that's cute oh. yeah Okie dokie, well, well, it's time. It's time for the interview. It's time. Enjoy. Enjoy. We love you. Bye-bye. Hi. Oh, hi. Hello. (laughs) We've just started this conversation. Okay. Yeah, no, sorry. It's always difficult, isn't it, when you've been talking for 10 minutes previous and then you're like, oh, and now we're in the podcast. (laughs) And now we're on. Um, I said to you before we started recording, I'm... I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit. I love your podcast <laughs> so much. It's so weird having your voice speaking to me because I listen to you. I actually have to ration your podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, because I can't... Cause I, so since having a baby, I've been getting out on my little walks. It's been really good yeah. for my mental health and I'm literally inhaling them. And I was like, no, I'm getting through them too fast. So I've, I only allow myself one a week yeah. now going through the back catalogues <laughs> of your podcast Sentimental Garbage which is what I just we need to talk to you about the whole premise the whole how long have you got the whole, the whole <laughs> I could talk about it all day truly I'm I'm so proud of it I really am and like uh, it's gotten to a point now where it's been going for a few years and it's sort of like it's a business now and like I'm sure you guys have the same thing where you're like oh wow this this sort of pays for itself and like you know, I can rent a studio space and hire someone to help me with the guests. And like, it's it feels, especially when you've been a freelancer for years and years and you are so at the mercy of like papers and like when they want to publish you, how much they want to pay you, mm. who gets to see it because of the paywall to be con- t- entirely in control of your own platform. It feels so great, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And didn't you hit 5 million downloads? 6 million now. Sorry, 6 yeah. million. It's like yeah, congratulations. Yeah, that's amazing. It's weird because I remember in the early days it was like, oh, and now we have 100,000 people. Wow. And to think about 100,000 people is such an yeah. enormous amount. Um but yeah, now it's gone to 6 million downloads. It just keeps ticking up and yeah. Incredible. It is nutty. It's yeah. nutty. because also it's very um and I hope this is what people like about sentimental garbage is that it's quite lo-fi. And I don't really have celebrity guests on. Like m- the majority of the guests are repeat guests and they're people from my life, you know, who I just yeah. think are interesting and fun. And um, and we're not talking about anything particularly topical. It's not trying to be newsy. It's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. You did get yeah, Marianne Keys 
on it though after your episode talked yeah. to you which was I when I saw that was the yeah, the follow up <laughs> episode I was like it's what <laughs> like yeah. that was so cool it was really cool so when we first started so to give people kind of a background on it it was a uh, I started in 2018 when I was publicizing my first book Promising Young Women and I was like you know the kind of thing of like in interviews coming up against a lot of like uh preconceived notions about women's fiction that people are really happy to tell you when you're like a 28 year old first time novelist like mm. they're I think now people are a bit more careful to speak to you because they're like oh this person has a podcast they'll put me on blast mm. <laughs> yeah. but when you like have no profile at all people are like mm, most books women write suck <laughs> or whatever and uh, don't say that but they you can tell they sort of mean it um, and so I was you know interested in deconstructing that and I realised that like you know there's a pressure when you're an author to talk about your influences as being like, you know, Flaubert or Virginia Woolf and or whatever. And, you know, those things are absolutely valid. But a lot of the way I learned how to write structure and characters and scenes was through really commercial novels like Marion Keys or Jenny Cooper or whatever. But if you look online for like essays deconstructing what it is that those women do... There was nothing. There was just Goodreads reviews that being like, oh, I, I love this. And that was it. You know, these these books are read by millions of people globally. And yet they're not, there's, there's like literally zero space dedicated to deconstructing what they're trying to do as artists. And I thought that was worth correcting. And I also cynically, I was like, you know, I could meet other authors this way, you know. Yeah. And like when you're a first time novelist, you're so lonely in your sort of quest to both get the thing read but also to like connect with people and to talk about the experience of writing and I got to meet loads of people and have a good time and it was just a little 10 episode first season and then every season I've done has been a bit longer this current one is like 30 episodes it's going to be in a season good yeah (laughs) Yeah. as a fan I'm pleased to hear it you can stop rushing yeah Where did the name come from? I love it. I, I don't know. Like it was, it was, it was on the loo actually. I was, <laughs> um, but I, I remember I had tweeted something like something like, oh, um, why can't I find an essay on Marion Keys or whatever? Why has no one written this? And do I have to make a podcast? And then like it instantly got like loads and loads and loads of responses. And um, then I knew it was a good idea. And then I just. I read an interview with Marion, I think, and she talked about being referred to as sentimental garbage. And I think I might have taken it from right. there. It's good. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. It, yeah. She's and she, yeah, she's so cool. She's yeah, so cool. I'm I know. obsessed. And with she's her. beautiful. Yeah, just like and I, she keeps getting more beautiful. I just I don't <laughs> know how I've I've I said this to you like if I because you're not a massive fiction reader and when we've talked about this before it's like if I could recommend one fiction book to everybody it would be grown ups because I just oh, yeah. feel like it's the hug of a book like I've mm. never felt so like <laughs> like oh, hugged yeah. by a book as I and I love reading like I'm a huge huge bookworm but there's just something about that book that's just like I'm upset that I've read it already because it's like oh like it's, yeah. it's done now and I can't read it for the first time again because it's just like she I don't know how yeah. she does it she just but you're right no one takes well people do take her seriously but not they do like now a, they yeah. do now and I feel like people like it, what's interesting is that in the time that because if you listen to the podcast now, you'll notice that like it's moved on significantly from that. It talks mm. about all kinds of culture. You know, 
to things as specific as like the song Girls Just Wanna Have Fun we talked about for an hour <laughs> and we also talk about things that are as vague in general as like you know snacking you know like why why do we still think that meals are the proper way to eat and snacking is the wrong way to eat why do we think that saying the word like a lot in a sentence makes us sound dumb like all yeah. these things yeah. that we go after and part of the reason that we exp- I expanded the sort of purview of the podcast was because the fight wasn't worth having anymore because we had won <laughs> like yeah. if you look at the bookshops now it's all these like yeah. beautiful commercial romances by like Emily Henry and Taylor Jenkins Reid Marion Keys and people are taking these things very seriously and they yeah. they understand that they take a lot of craft and so it feels like you know that conversation can come to a close because we've all moved on from it but in 2018 it wasn't the case yeah it's amazing how fast that's happened yeah, then, yeah. and it will turn back again I, I fully believe that it, yeah these really? things yeah. I do think that like all cultural and social movements come in these waves of pushing forward and then we are three months away from a huge article saying talking about the dumbing down of literature I imagine and then really? and then there'll be like a post-intellectual flashback and then we'll go back and in 10 years I'll be on some girl's podcast talking about it, you know <laughs> like that that's it I think that's, that's just how it goes isn't it do you feel that there's a difference so today is the day that your new books come out yes the Rachel incident yeah Obviously, congratulations. Thanks. (laughs) Do you feel that you, because obviously you as a person, you've grown, you've been in the the game for longer now. You kind of know what's up. But do you feel like the response is different in that you you see the societal differences in the last like five years? Do you feel like, can you see that in terms of the response of like, of a... Of this book specifically? Or just in in the process this time, in the way you're being interviewed, spoken to? Yeah, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. It's great and it's wild because, like the um, so I wrote two books for grown-ups and um, you know they they did well and they were really well reviewed. I mean, the first one uh was like you know did decently, and the second one came out during like the first early early months of lockdown when nobody mm. knew how long it was going to go on for or what it even was, and so it just kind of tanked. And um, then I had a trilogy for teenagers, which was kind of lovely. And I'm st- I still write for uh, young adults, and I love it. And it's a huge part of my career. But what was fabulous about that was that you know the people who read young adult fiction aren't my peers. Like yeah. you know the, the the ladies that I'm seeing like in Soho or on a media party or you know seeing for dinner they're like they love and um, even my dear dear friends like I have loads of dear friends who've never read those books even though they absorbed five years of my life and what's fabulous about that is that you get to t- you take yourself away really grow as a writer really learn and because you know trilogies they they have to come out in quick succession because yeah. you when you're that age you grew up really fast what you like at 15 isn't what you liked at 13 yeah. and so they had to come out quite a clip and so to go away work on your craft kind in for a lot of money and in public and with loads of readers but in a sense socially in private and then to come back with a new adult novel several years after your last one with a kind of a, a slightly larger profile better writing generally I think I think the writing is just better than my first two books and um, you know more of a kind of a a network it feels really cool it feels like something I've worked really hard for and people are like being really kind to me about it you know good I loved it yeah Yeah. that's so great thanks can you tell us a bit about the book yeah absolutely so it's um, it starts with our narrator Rachel who is she's 33, 34 years old. She's um, living in London. She's married. She's got a flash. She's got a baby. She's got a baby on the way. She's pregnant. Um, and life's all fine. She is Irish. She's from Cork. And she's at a kind of um, one of the sort of Irish expat kind of Christmas parties. And she runs into somebody who asks her, you know, 
um, do you know what's happening with Dr. Byrne? You were in my class with him in college. Mm. He's in a coma. And the, the that sort of like first, la- that last page of that first chapter is her kind of thinking, how am I supposed to explain to this person that I was not, despite popular rumour in Cork at the time, shagging Dr. Byrne? And so it go, then it goes back in time to sort of 2009, 2010 of Rachel living with her best friend, this guy called James, who's in the closet and their interactions with Dr. Byrne, his wife, Rachel's boyfriend, Carrie. It's like it's very much like a tight sort of relationship novel. Lots of betrayals, lots of, yeah. um, you know, Mr. Dr. Byrne does have a wandering eye, but not for Rachel and uh, lots of just things happen from there. Oh, is it for her flatmate? It's for her flatmate. And I don't mind spoiling that because it happens on page 17. Okay, I'm going to buy this on the way. Oh my God, I want yeah. to read it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, read it yeah, I'll read it on my flight tomorrow. Oh, please do. Perfect. Yeah. I'll read it loudly and I'll have my arm up and just yeah. come back <laughs> well, Because you're going to Ireland tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be great. You know, that's my very much my home territory. Yeah. <laughs> so you can really, you know, Perfect. remind everyone on the yeah, Ryanair flight. I'll keep them, keep it front and centre. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, that's really cool. Thanks very much. I'm very excited. Can I just ask, sorry, because yes, we do want to get back to pop culture, but can I ask just because I'm nosy? Yeah. What is it like writing a fiction book? Like, is it really, I imagine it to be so chaotic and like so many things you have to remember in this like timeline and storyline. Yeah. Is it just, is your brain just fried at the end of it? Sometimes, yeah. Like when I was doing, for example, the the trilogy I wrote, that was nuts. That was like living in one of those Escher paintings with all the stairs do you know what I mean it was just like <laughs> well, yeah yeah, and, and I also like I didn't I never planned it properly because I just like wrote a little story and they were like this feels like a series and then I just kind of made it up from there but I think it you know was fine in the end but yeah it can really crush down on your brain and it makes you um, quite hard to be around I think in, in some ways because you're only ever half present in the social situations that you're in because you're sort of buzzing away talking about that. But for Rachel specifically, um, it was a very different experience because it was the first novel I've written that is quite explicitly based on things that really happened to me. Um, and, and, And by that, I don't mean the events of the book, which are completely fictional. I mean, like I was living in Cork in 2010 and I was living with my best friend, Ryan. And there was no affairs. There was none of that. But it was just like, capturing that time period because it's so weird we're we're around the same age I assume Uh, I'm 33 and like to think of 2010 as like a period in history like and this is a period novel like there was so many things that were specifically going into that time like the economic crash the fact that you know Ireland still didn't have um, abortion rights you know like there was all the kind of pop culture stuff like Paris Hilton and Britney Spears losing her mind and all that kind of stuff um it was so f- wonderful to, especially because I wrote it during COVID, to sit in that because there was no new memories happening. Nothing new was being made. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys find this at all, but like you sat and your memories crept up on you mm. a lot more yeah. as you weren't yeah. doing anything new. Yeah. It's weird actually hearing you say that. I was listening to a song on the way here and I can't remember what it's called, but I think it's, a, I think it's Maisie Hill. And it reminds me of Ed Sheeran's song, Castle on a Hill. Yeah. My mum's from the Isle of Man, which is not too dissimilar from Ireland yeah. in how it looks, but also in like the small town-ness mm. and mm. the small town feel. It's, it's lovely. It's my favourite place in, in the world. But it, when I listen to those songs, I have that feeling like you're saying of like 2010 and like Union Jack leggings. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Like, tragic. So bad. <laughs> um, and like... 
but it's such a fondness and I can't believe yeah. that we're getting to an age where we feel sentimental yeah like, but I'm old enough to recognize sentimentality in myself for like eras gone by and I'm like pushing my kid like I'm taking my yeah. kid to the Alaman for the first time in a month Aww. and I'm like oh god I'm gonna have to show her where like I got fell up by that boy on the beach and then like <laughs> had a barbecue and like drank gin for the first time and like all of that <laughs> stuff yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean like which is, it's kind of lovely to... to yeah. I reckon that's probably highlighted by having a baby, right? Yeah. I think you've got someone new be... in your life who Yeah, you... and you can't... And you all the, like, blowing down the street with, like, the, the in the car with, like, I don't know, smoking out the car window. Like, that's never going to happen again. Or, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that kind of, like, chaotic innocence of... And I don't know why, because I actually spent much more time in London than I did there. But for yeah. some reason, that bit I hold on to in terms of this sentimentality. It's so funny, isn't it? How everybody yeah. has, um, you know, I, I used to always joke that my mum, like, when she was 18, she lived in Spain for like 10 months or something. But she always talks about it like it was the, like a decade. Yeah. Like all <laughs> the life of her life happened in that time. Not that she didn't have a full life afterwards. Yeah. But I do think people have these eras in their life and they might be a month or a summer or whatever or just a couple of summers but when you crush that all down into like a kind of a car cube kind of thing you're like that's kind of who I am that's kind of the root of me is that thing that was probably your summers in the Isle of Oh man. man, yeah, kind of tragic. <laughs> you yeah, you kind of can't help it. Like, oh, we all have that, you know. My era, my Union Jack legging era. Yeah, <laughs> like, what that's era. That. But it was it, like 2010 was. I don't, uh, maybe just because of the age thing, but it kind of felt maybe it was just like on the cusp of social media. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's exciting for our generation, I think, to sort of look back on that because the the internet was a really exciting place, but we also didn't need it that badly. Yeah, you know, it was a place where we went yeah. to have fun. Like, do you remember those like? Facebook groups that would just be like a long statement. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Where it'd be like, yeah, like a like a like a joke or like, like a, a like a long yeah, joke, yeah, like a lo- yeah, yeah, really yeah. long joke. Wait, what do you mean? Like it would be it would be like um, Caroline Dunhu is now a member of pushing all oh. your furniture together and pretending that the floor is lava kind of thing. Yes. You know what I mean? that would be it. So specific. <laughs> it was so so specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That unlocked a core memory. I think I I had to go through Facebook and like un- remove myself yeah. from all of those groups. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that I, was I rem- fun. It was fun. And like it writing on each other's walls like yeah in, in a very public way with being like coming over to yours now bringing eggs or whatever you know and like that yeah, would be the way we, we use the internet so differently then didn't we so differently and you'd write on walls and be like had the best time last night I'm so hungover today yeah, like yeah. why am I telling everyone yeah, that cool. like I'm obviously trying to make myself look cool totally yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember Facebook when Facebook first came in we're a, roughly a similar age so you're you must I'll, I'll actually it was in my first year at uni mm-hmm. I remember it so clearly and being like what is this I don't need this I was like the last of my friends so it was like yeah, that's too yeah. cool Did you, and the, then it took over in the UK you guys were very into MySpace weren't you very much so whereas yeah. we had Bebo Bebo I was, was in, the I was in Bebo oh and then you married an Irishman so that makes yeah, sense must have done he, uh, he used to write on my Facebook all the time. It was tragic. I was like, "Who is this guy?" Oh. <laughs> he, he put this is this is the most sentimental thing. So I met him actually at Glastonbury thirteen years ago, completely no. randomly. I know, so weird. That's beautiful. And that, so I met him in the June, and then in December he put on Facebook. He wrote he wrote as a status: "Is anybody in England doing anything for New Year's?" And I read it, and I was like, "I am technically in England, and I do have plans." So I replied, "Is anybody in, in England? England?" I was That's like, so "I fit sweet. the bill." I commented. I was like, I'm gonna, yes, I'm having a New Year's party, and he was like, Can I come? All publicly. 
like that's so gorgeous I know I love that that is sweet yeah we had a couple of little like bumps in the road between yeah. then and now but yeah. but like is anyone in England having a party and it's just I mean, like the answer is yes, yes of course they are there will be some parties in England this new year babe like in England <laughs> so that's adorable and he was so far away in England as well from where I was but like it didn't it's like it didn't matter like it was just like it was just England England. (laughs) yeah how far did he travel to get to you oh hundreds of miles like from (laughs) Rye Oh, oh my god, he so posted that Facebook post just, just for you as well. Like he's he so just wanted good. you really yeah. to invite him. But I don't think he had many English friends, so I think it probably was just for me. Oh, but um, saw it. <laughs> Much if you hadn't, like, oh. yeah, he'd have been in Rye by himself. Um, in England by himself for New Year's. <laughs> oh, you've just reminded me of something. Of like, yeah, I remember like doing that thing where you post on on your wall just hoping for somebody very specific to see it which yeah. is different to like I think people do that on Twitter and Instagram all the time but with Twitter and Instagram there's more of an understanding that like we all have we all, could all have thousands of people following us and we don't know them but back then Facebook you pretty much were friends with people that you knew or were friends of friends and so you had a very targeted idea of who you wanted to see it very targeted and so I used to remember writing my wall there was a guy that I fancied in college and like every once in a blue moon he'd drive me home because we lived vaguely in the same area and like I'd be like Posting my wall being like, wow, wonder if anybody else is leaving college at six o'clock tonight. <laughs> it's just like, oh, so awful. <laughs> awful. Oh, it's so good. Hate it. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, or like those um, those those elusive posts that were like not okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just, not at, okay. just at a hospital, but I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. What a scary day! Yeah. What a scary day! <laughs> and then you'd get and then someone, oh my god, are you okay? And you were probably going to DM me, hon. Yeah. Oh my god, DM me, hon. I'll DM you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so oh bad. My god. That's such a that's the kind of a yeah a part of social media that we don't have anymore, isn't it? Of just like God friends and acquaintances yeah and therefore being quite transparent but also quite hidden at the same time <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah oh. you're right the internet was exciting then yeah and we also again we didn't need it like no we didn't we rely on it really for anything apart from maybe looking at flats when we were moving but that was it yeah we don't need it, we don't <laughs> yeah. need it for anything no we, and sometimes you'd look up a menu for like dominoes like sometimes I, I wouldn't even time. do that you'd have the leaflets yeah I remember the first time when I was living with Ryan who this book is like partially inspired by that he ordered a pizza off Domino's off his laptop. And I was like, this is a new frontier. That's wild. But I think it's funny how everybody, every generation does sort of think that their 
their little period between like 17 and 20 or whatever that was the best time to be young like I, yeah. I was at a party recently and there was guys sitting around they were talking and they were like do you know what back when we were kids that's when porn was really porn you know that was when <laughs> porn was good it was wholesome it was like whatever I was like no it wasn't like, <laughs> it's wholesome porn yeah yeah <laughs> that's so funny storylines and sets you know yeah like well magazines as well presumably yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, that's shelf. sentimental oh yeah. god like a porn mag I don't think they they yeah, very they do now. still make them now. <laughs> do they? Yeah, I was on the piss with a friend um, a while ago, and uh, we were like just buying booze to have back at our Airbnb. We were having like a weekend away, and we just bought a copy of Razzle, <laughs> and it was so innocent. It's it's so obviously for like. Like little old men. Oh. oh no, that's not what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say like little boys. No, no, it's like it's very just like oh busty woman bending over a car, oh, <laughs> and it's like little old men. because yeah, obviously twelve year old boys are like going on new porn and seeing the worst thing yeah. you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it's clearly yeah. little old men who were like my dirty mag. Yeah, oh, that's quite sweet then. In I find a horribly it. I find it way. Yeah. yeah, I've got. I'm weird about old men though, because when I see old men by myself by themselves in the supermarket, I'm mm. like oh. I know. Why do I do that? I know. I'm da- I'm very bad for that as well. I see them buying yeah. like a meal for one. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. you're probably a horror. You probably, yeah. probably, you're probably like, you probably, kids hate you because you're a horror. That's why you're eating alone. I but, saw- <laughs> but I just think it's a man from up. It's just like, no, your wife's dead. They're now never alone. the man from up. They're never the man from up. <laughs> I know. But I always think they are. I have an elderly neighbour and I do try and help her out. And I know that's, that's our responsibility as community members, but she is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, never stops bragging about her cruises she, and oh. how much money she's making off her several rental properties I'm like oh she can help like, herself then I'm like Becky you know I don't own a get like you know this is not very nice <laughs> you're bragging about all the flats that you're renting out to students she's like okay <laughs> like, oh. this is why no one visits you <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're stuck with me yeah exactly <laughs> okay so now you've moved the podcast on from from individual like the film, film that's when I first found it and I have to say they've got a special place in my heart those episodes like listening to an in-depth analysis of like Titanic mm. the one you did on Wimbledon which is such one. a specific I don't think that film got the no, press that it have. deserved yeah it with Jesse Brown Finley it was just amazing I, she was so good it's only ever as good as the guest is do you know what I mean like, yeah I can't yeah, no, I, yeah. So what, I feel yeah. so jealous of you guys having like a permanent co-host because you don't have to be like anxious about what someone's going to bring to the table because most of the time it's like incredible and there are people and what's lovely is like and here's actually I imagine I'd, I'd actually be interested in your thoughts on this whereas like the bigger a podcast gets the more it becomes interesting to publicists who have clients who are mm-hmm. promoting their book or their show or whatever yeah. they're doing um, and those people and I and I can relate to this because I'm doing it right now you know like I've done like five podcasts in the last two days and uh, you can't listen to all of them in advance and you just sort of are given a very short brief and you're like okay I'm going in and then yeah. and for Sentimental Garbage the whole the joy of the podcast is supposed to be that like people are really intense about something they've wanted to talk about for years yeah like it's supposed to be like okay I've always wanted to talk about how Wimbledon is so good and yeah. like nobody ever rates it but I rate it and here's yeah. why and the magic doesn't work the same if it's somebody who like has been told by the publicist to do it and they've like oh I don't know I guess I'll talk about Kermit the Frog yeah I like him I guess do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like, you need someone's like passion yeah, yeah. but that yeah. comes through in the like because it's 
I don't know why I have such a niche interest in that film. It just it just reminds me of home. It's just like such a lovely, like <laughs> quintessential so nice. film. It's so weird like, that it's not a Richard Curtis film. Isn't it? No. Isn't it, it? It feels so weird. Like, like it has to did he just forget he made it? Or yeah, something? literally, why hasn't he put his name to that? It's a weird like whoever did direct produce direct whoever it was mm. should just renounce it and be like, no, Richard, yeah. it's fine, you have it. But like that opening thing with the tennis balls and the eyes and the pit. Yeah, oh, it's so and good. She's so good as well. Because she does. Yeah, oh, so, and so young. Yeah, um, so good. That sorry, but like I, that, I just love that episode because it is just so much passion. But there was so much. There's so much of what you talk about in films that mm. it was like as a as a sister, I always had to campaign with my brother to get him to watch mm. these films with me. Yeah, and it's it's really nice. It's like I'm getting my little vengeance, like. 15 years later I'm like oh they are serious films they are good other people like them too <laughs> yeah. it's not just me like pushing my brother like come on you're gonna love it like let's watch Devil Wears Prada Bridget Jones is just misunderstood like you'll you'll like it when you get to know her <laughs> um, so it's exactly. just like I don't know but do you feel like that kind of like genre and era of film is just gone the sort of like Richard Curtis what a great question yes it is yeah. it is and that's sad isn't it obviously yeah. like there are still like great filmmakers around like I'm so excited about Greta Gerwig's Barbie like I just can't yeah. it's going to be such an event like yeah. it's going to be so good comes out my birthday <gasps> and then what a gift thanks Greta <laughs> oh, what a gift what a gift um, I would love to do like a sentimental garbage screening of it wouldn't it be so good oh, God, do you that. have to you have I'm to do so that I'm so lazy that's such a good idea <laughs> no, do no. it I'll try yeah I'll be your first listener but like yeah go, like going on like, it would be so great if like, having like, a BFI screening and then yes. like interviewing somebody afterwards would be yeah so oh my good. god do it just not not even for my own sort of egotistical purposes but more just because like whenever I've done events with like sentimental garbage girlies it's always like such a good atmosphere because yeah. it's like everyone has permission to feel really strongly about the stupid thing and like yeah. that's so that's yeah. a nice room to be in but I'm um, sorry the, the films like that anymore I think it's I mean it's quite a boring answer but it's sadly true where it's um the fun how films get funded is completely different now than it was when we were growing up isn't it mm. it's um so what 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 it takes for people to go to the cinema is very different now I think it used to be very normal just for people just rock up in the cinema on like a Thursday or Friday and be like what's on and like it would be you know, there'd be six very different movies on and some of them would be for children and some of them would be for adults and you know if you think about like an era where like the sort of Woody Allen style movies where obviously I don't you know approve of Woody Allen as a person but there's no doubt that like there was a time when people went to the movies every week for like an, a grown up movie about relationships and all of the people in those movies were adults talking about their relationships with one another and that's mm. not quite rare like to find yeah. uh, and they and they weren't particularly like dramatic or sorrowful or tragedy laden or graphic it was just like people people going through life you know and like yeah. I really miss that and I think now that if people want to go to the cinema it has to be like almost a theme park Sort of it's got to be the Barbie like yeah. spectacle like it has a to be dopamine like yeah. hit in a film like to- very yeah. sensory and, and lights and yeah exactly and then obviously now they make they make rom-coms for streamers now like mm. Netflix and Amazon but they never hit the same no and because they look weird yeah. and they don't have Hugh Grant yeah. like yeah and, and also all, like, not to shade like the people in these films I'm sure they're great you know at their craft or whatever there's a lot of Instagram face yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's not, there's the character, like I always think Notting Hill is one of my favourite ever films. Like, yeah. obviously, I mean, 
that, that's an original <laughs> an original favorite yeah. but like it's so good it's so, so good. good but if you think about like the, the we've car, never done it on the podcast actually you should come on and do it don't even tell me i will be there yeah, let's do it. Be she would be I would so die. Happy. Yeah, but I've been you, meaning to do it oh, for it's ages. The best. Yeah. But if you think about the external characters in that, like not yeah. just like his family and friends, and you go to his friends' house, and it's like they're just like I'm not to they, say normal. Just normal people. They're yeah. just and I actually yeah I can't even remember who the cast is, but it's just like he's got his normal friends, and it's yeah. not them like making their like I don't know big sex lives, or one of them's got a drug problem, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. there's like there's like a mild alcoholic. Totally, yeah. you can't hold a restaurant. And then the rest of them are just like, fine. Yeah. yeah, I'm a lawyer. Yeah, I've had a busy day. Well, oh, I'm a bit bumbly. Yeah, you know, but they're just. I think that movie. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about this on the podcast. But like, <laughs> I think that movie gets a lot of like shtick, and so does the Richard Curtis oeuvre in general of like, oh god, he lives in the middle of like Notting Hill High Street and blah. Like, oh. first of all, movies are supposed to be fun and they're supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, and like they're supposed to be these like fantasy yeah. places where we can get carried away and see people living on these wonderful streets on Notting Hill Market yeah. and then goes up to his little house with the blue door. It's beautiful. Which, by yeah. the way, has still got cues out after it yeah. I get my nails done next to the blue door and every day I'm like oh, yeah. curse you <laughs> Richard Curtis god damn it you had your Notting Hill moment yesterday didn't you I... with a horse and hound interview horse and hound oh my god <laughs> every journalist has a horse and hound story don't they <laughs> oh I said god. I went to the I did the Mission Impossible junket yeah. for the female lead I don't know if you've heard of them but it was um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had, I hadn't done anything like that for so long because I've been out of journalism now for ages and, yeah. and I forgot everything and like the, t- the timer you know and she's like oh three then two yeah, then yeah. one and then she's like wrap up yeah yeah i completely ignored her i thought she was talking to someone over there and no. she said can you not see me oh. <laughs> i was mortified like in front of it was Haley atwell mortified i was like i'm sorry oh, <laughs> that's she not was too like, bad wrap it up wrap it up then you had tom cruise in the, yeah. in the lobby with yeah. you pretty yeah. cool it was cool it yeah. was cool but everyone should say it but the film it's just so I, I can't bear action films. <laughs> I can't bear them. You can't bear the Mission Impossible action, films. No action, just no, I'm action. I can't. I'm like, it takes so much for me to care even one bit. Yeah. One car chase. You've seen them all. There's yeah. nothing different. It's just yeah. the same thing. Destruction. You're just killing people and like <laughs> leave so much mess to clean up. I, yeah. I can't. I don't. I don't. You're so right. They leave such a mess. They leave such a trail mess. of absolute destruction, and no one just seems to care. And the the, the cleanup's mm. not showed. And I'm like, what happened? What happened to it? All? I care a bit more when it's women. I don't know why. I just yeah. do. I can get, I can I can fasten onto it more for some reason if yeah. it's like a lady. Yeah, <laughs> it's like kind of annoying. Like I don't know. Again, growing up with my brother, yeah. and in a, and I I suspect this is the same for like so many families where you were all sisters actually. So it's probably different. But like if we wanted to watch like a film it would be like oh we need something with a car chase in it and it was like that was like what would like, if it's got a char- car chase in it we'll watch it and it's like yeah. and I'd always have to like campaign to watch mm. one of my films what was one of your films probably Notting Hill yeah, or, yeah. you know not even and like uh, and I've heard you talk about this in the podcast and it's it's such an, a frustrating term but I guess people are taking it back now which is great like chick lit and chick flicks mm. and whatever but 
at the time you did feel a bit ashamed of them. Yeah. But mm. I, I kind of felt like you had like the American chick flicks, which were like Freaky oh, Friday. Right. That was one of my favourite films ever. But like those free, like Freaky Friday, like the American ones, I would never get those across the line in the house. Like I'd never get the whole yeah. gang to watch those. So it would always be like the English one, like Richard Curtis ones would be like the compromise. Yes. Wimbledon would be like the, okay, well, I'm not going to get Lindsay Lohan into the house, but yeah. I will probably get Julia Roberts. So. And I, I hate that as well because like you spend so, and I'm, I definitely think about all that about this with Central Garbage where you spend so long, um, you know, have been made to feel slightly ashamed or shitty about things that you like that even when you do get your way and you do get to watch your film whether it's with your brother when you're a kid or with your boyfriend or your partner when you're older you can't even enjoy it yourself because you keep watching it through their eyes and, and you're yeah, like yeah that's so true yeah. I yeah. hate that feeling so much especially like even if I'm watching something that I, f- I find great value and meaning and depth in like you know the Gilmore Girls or something, for example, if I'm rewatching that. And Gav will always walk in at the, like the dopiest, shittiest moment. Yeah. And he'll just like do that thing where he like squints at the screen and puts his hands on his hips and like squats down. And he's like, oh, what's this? What's it about? <laughs> what are you watching? And I'm like, you don't care. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll ruin it. You'll ruin, ruin it. it. Yeah. ruin it with your questions. Yeah. And you're not going to like it. And then you're going to sour the vibe. And yeah. It's, like, it's all good in here until then. So I remember I was like... <laughs> crying at the last five minutes of like Mona Lisa's smile like properly like hiccuping and like, <laughs> like so I couldn't get over it and then he walks into the room and it was Kirsten Dunst oh there she is again um, her voiceover saying not all those who wander are lost and he that went a very good impersonation <laughs> that is actually really good actually, it actually was good yeah it was really good <laughs> not all those who wander are lost and um, <laughs> Gab just went <laughs> <laughs> stupid piece of dialogue in isolation yeah but also but, you haven't been here for the last two hours exactly in context powerful yeah it's a very powerful in context <laughs> I'm too much of a people pleaser I think that's why I, I actually I feel like I'm unlocking I think that's why I don't like watching films really I, yeah because I never got my way in the ones that I did watch and then when I do put them on I get very self-conscious and I want pressure. everybody else to like them do you yeah. just not like films then now okay. I really struggle to watch films. Really? Yeah, but I can watch. But them you'll alone. you'll watch like four episodes of a TV show though, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'll watch <laughs> Hardest and Savvy Baby. But um, I'll watch films alone. Mm. But I struggle to watch films with other people. I get a bit panicked. What is? Uh, it's so weird. Why is it so hard? I know, obviously, like Netflix and Amazon are the sort of the surface of choice and everything. But for some reason, why is it so easy to like put on like for us if we're coming back from like the pub and it's only half nine, so we have like and it's a Saturday, so we have time to watch something it'll always end up being like five episodes of Peep Show because yeah, we can't yeah. decide on any yeah. film. Yeah. It's like we have, we got it's... together, we have common interests, why can we find nothing? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, because Alex always wants to watch, a co- or he all just says a comedy. And I'm like, let's watch something, se- let's be serious. Let's yeah. watch something serious. He's like, no, let's just do light like a comedy. And I'm just like, fuck it, let's just watch Succession. Like, uh, I, I do care. think it's an abundance, an abundance of choice yeah. I can't cope with that I'd rather yeah. there be like five things for me to choose from yeah, and then yeah. I would choose but totally you're like 5,000 uh, what am I supposed to choose I think it's my favourite thing about going on holidays like so my parents have like a caravan in, in the west of Ireland that me and Gav go like once a year for like five or six days and it's always beautiful and we have like big long days at the beach and then all you can do at night is like go to the pub and then watch TV that's it 
and uh, the TV it's always like five channels and it's always like the big big movie of the week I is Crocodile that. Dundee 2 and yeah. it's like we have no choice right. we yeah. have to watch it yeah. and then we always have the best time that's the thing you always parents got a dish in and I was like you've ruined it you've ruined yeah. the holiday by putting yeah. a dish in yeah. it sucks yeah. too much choice is a curse yes. I watched Jurassic Park 2 the other day <laughs> I was like god oh, this is fantastic I watched I Paddington 2 the that's other day that's a great film. oh good lord <laughs> so good. I was I was I was weeping. I was sobbing. Okay, I couldn't yeah. catch my breath. Dave was yeah. like, are you all right? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. Hugh Grant's new era. Aunt Lucy. I'm so thrilled um, for him. He is... We said this a couple of ses- a yeah. couple of episodes ago that losing his looks was the best thing that ever happened to his acting. But what I think is so weird that, like, Hugh Grant was so powerful for a time in the 90s and noughties that when he stopped being the right age to play the British rom-com hero, they stopped making British rom-coms. <laughs> Yeah, they just stopped. So they were like, "Hugh's too old, and he won't do it anymore." That's done. And now we no longer make rom coms. Oh, yeah. Surely they can pick another bumbling. They tried with Donald Gleeson, and he couldn't do it. He's he's Irish, obviously, but um, yeah. they had Paul Bettany for Wimbledon, and that was pretty much the end of it. I know, and and he was the best hope, I think. Yeah. And even still, people were like, "It's not Hugh. Mm. Don't want it." <laughs> no, I suppose he. No, he was Australian, and he and then he died. But Heath Ledger would have been. But no, yeah, I think he too fit. He the thing what the thing what often happens with um, male actors is that um women have them first and then when they get like think about Matthew McConaughey and Robert Pattinson and Brad Pitt and Thelma Louise like yeah. we insulate their talent in our little incubators of our love and adoration for years and years yeah. and they're in films when they're hot with them they're with women and then they hit 45 they um, play a guy who's in the CIA and then men decide that they're real and they're like I love him yeah <laughs> like, we loved him he yeah. was ours yeah but since Brad Pitt did like Mr and Mrs Smith or what was that one where he got shot in the cupboard Spoiler alert for if you haven't seen it. Shocking the cut. Yeah, what's it called? Burn after reading. reading. He was so funny. He was so weird, but he was so funny in that. But then that felt like when he became like a man, like a a boy, like a boy boy. Yeah. Just before that, they, we lose them. Like, they become yeah. boys, boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They take them all. Because that's so yeah. interesting. <laughs> he then went into Batman because he'd done a night's tale. Yeah. So I think we were in the process of losing Heath Ledger anyway. Yeah. Not to say, yeah. Not to say that he should have died, but no. I'm saying he was never going to come back to rom com. No. Yeah. You're so. That's such a good yeah. point. They I know. I'm going to bank them. that for my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> as you should. Yeah. That's such a like tragedy. <laughs> the real tragedy you the real my... tragedy of this story <laughs> so we don't get to keep them yeah. we find the treasures it's like we're like yeah we find we spend ages like polishing yeah, a diamond yeah. and then it's like pluck we'll have that thanks yeah and I always that really annoys me when people talk about Matthew McConaughey is like because remember there was like the McConaissance do you remember that <laughs> that was a big term for a while and uh, yeah like they were talking about oh yeah he he made a time to kill and then he which was his big prestigious sort of like John Grisham adaptation and then he was like you know uh, how to lose a guy in ten days and Gold mm. Rush and all these like th- he was really good in those movies and they were really good rom coms but yeah. like we act like he was in the doldrums for years and he wasn't he was being beloved by millions of women globally yeah, yeah. I'm really angry now <laughs> I wonder if that happened with Leonardo DiCaprio because he did Titanic totally, and he did Romeo and Juliet yeah. and yeah. then he kind of went on a weird one in that he because he did a lot of the action didn't he yeah, and then like he the did departed. like Great Gatsby which was quite romantic again mm. but that yeah. goes but yeah, people hated it yeah. and they showed because Alex, it sucked oh Alex loved my Alex loved it did they really was it panned Great Gatsby yeah yeah I think uh, so okay. I don't think it was panned so much as like we all pretended it didn't exist that's very right. true it's like, yeah. yeah yeah I don't know how I, I feel about Leo no I don't but, but can I have my hot take the, on Leo yeah. yes please here's what I think 
leave them off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like I, I <laughs> okay. Here's my my fuller thing, and I, this is the real. Should I delete that or whatever? Like, yes, okay. Leo DiCaprio is what he's like forty five, forty six, something like that. Um, and he goes out with twenty two year olds. Okay, like twenty two year olds are still adult women. Like being a pedo and being someone who exclusively goes out with young models are first of all different things. Second of all, Leonardo DiCaprio is focused on two things in life. He is focused on saving the environment, which is a big job, we can all agree, yep. and winning as many Oscars as he possibly can. Also a very big job. It took him ages to get that first one. Yeah, it really did. It really did. So, so like, w- the one thing that he cannot fit into his schedule is an age-appropriate woman with wants, needs, an ailing <laughs> father, probably, uh, wants to have a kid before she's 38, but she's a, the, runs a major studio, so she's like, whatever. Like, uh... He can't. He's got no time for that. No. Would you not prefer? You got to date somebody. Would you not prefer <laughs> he eat up the years of a woman under the age of twenty five who is perfectly suited to be his girlfriend and go to Monaco and do fun things and not worry about whether or not she's going to marry him, have a baby with him. She knows the deal. He knows the deal. He's not eating up any of her great childbearing years. Everyone has fun. They part ways. You've got a point. Actually, <laughs> I can't really argue with that. Get him yeah. an Oscar. Let him save the world. Yeah. Let will thank him. Yeah. I would feel wor- if, if there was you know that graph that goes around about the women he dates or whatever the, yeah. the ages of yeah. them I would feel way worse if it was like he he went out with this woman when she was 35 he dumped her when she was 40 wouldn't you? yeah yeah, yeah that's a yeah. good point that would be awful taking the last yeah. the last the last <laughs> bit of the good squeeze, squeeze and then see ya yeah. that would be crushing I think him off he's really done nothing bad like no I mean the, there are stories but like phones oh, yeah. oh, like, the earphones the earpods yeah, yeah. the earphones oh my god has everyone heard that everyone's, everyone's heard, heard that, that. have you heard that yeah I thought I thought it was just, we, I thought do, I had inside do you want to explain it to the listeners just for <laughs> Please don't do me for defamation if it's untrue. This is all it's, alleged. It's a rumor and alleged. Rumor, and he's not listening, so let's be honest. Unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, Leo likes to wear his headphones when he's getting jiggy with it um, to listen. We had the same thing to listen to the Titanic soundtrack. <laughs> oh, not heard that. Yeah. No, I, that sounds like Chinese whispers. Yeah. What have you heard? Um, it, well, it was just. That. Just the headphones. Just the headphones. Yeah. 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 Well, but also, but, my um, last thing in defence of Leo, <laughs> I do think he is a fabulous actor, and he's amazing. He's, he's a brilliant actor, and like he's got great taste in projects, and like he's yeah. just he's added a lot of interesting stuff into the world. Like Wolf of yeah. Wall Street was so fun, epic, so good, so good. But yeah. one thing that we always forget about Leonardo DiCaprio because he's so successful is that is a child actor. Yeah, like he was, a, he, he was a child actor. He yeah. was like, you know, working from a really young age, and we yeah. forget that because his transition into adulthood was so seamless. But we know the fucked up things that happened to child actors, mm. and they definitely happened to him. Like, and he's never talked about it. He's never said anything about his personal life. He's so close and guarded. I think some screwed up things happened to him, and he probably lives in an eternal twenty-one-year-old summer as a coping mechanism. That's my theory. Yeah, that, <laughs> I, think, I really do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at the Elliot Page event last night and he was talking about like what growing up as a child actor and like it sounds like awful and he's come through it incredibly sane and grounded and one like yeah. and think about somebody who has a less stable home life like I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I would, not for all the money. Um can I ask in mm. your cuz because this is like your your major. Um pop culture. Yeah. Do you think it's gone now? 
Like, do you think, what? like, in in the like in the magazines that we had, mm. the like the chaotic magazine era, I suppose, mm. and the way that we would describe like the sort of chick flicky, chick litty, like the way that we could be quite dismissive of things. I think mm. what I mean is we take things so much more seriously now. Everything is studied, like articles rightly if they're problematic are like picked yeah. up on social media, shared, you know, like mm. criticised, critiqued, made better. Do you think the like kind of woo era has gone? The woo the era. Woo, you know what I mean? Like the kind of just like messy and like just fun for the sake of fun. Fun for the sake of fun. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean by, like, pop culture Like... Yeah, like, pro- like, proper, like, bubbly. Bubble, yeah, like, bubble handwriting and, like, yeah. Real, like, yeah. God, yeah. what an interesting question. Yeah, I remember, like, picking up Heat in its prime. Remember when Heat was, like, not mean and really funny? Yeah. Like, that was a yeah. real moment. Well, even when it was mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, the Heat of Horror and you're a bit like, ah. Yeah. Well, she's sweaty. <laughs> but um, I remember picking up a issue of that years ago and the centre spread was like, it was so frank about the fact that there hadn't really been that much going on that week. Mm. And it was uh, Jerry Halliwell, like, it, it, she's out, she's shopping, it starts raining, so she catches a bus. And it was like six pages of that. And the, the picture captions, which were always the funniest part of Heat, were so frank about the fact that they were like, yeah, we don't know. This is our lives, I guess. We're doing this. We're watching you get the bus. Yeah, so, and, yeah. It was so, <laughs> so self-aware. It was so self-aware. It was so funny. And I think there is some of that still. I don't know how the sort of demois culture really sits with me. Do you know anything about that? No. Yeah. Do you? Oh, so yeah. Do you want to explain? Yeah, so it's an anonymous account and that basically they uh, publish tips about celebrities. Yeah, oh. blind items. Blind items, but yeah. It, but like it itself is a kind of a celebrity entity because it has two million followers. It's a book deal. The yeah. the, the um, person who makes it runs a podcast. And so she, it's a, a huge amount of content being digested all the time. And it's all it is, is people DM being like, I think it started off being like, I just saw Chris Pratt getting a Literally. smoothie or whatever. Yeah. But then it got really, it gets really intense to like, you know, yeah, just like major leaks, like major leaks Affairs of people's and, personal yeah. lives. And yeah. I do think that since we all got phones and since we started needing the internet, like the the constant surveillance makes it not feel fun because yeah. it used to be with paparazzi, um, and like I was watching a documentary on Paula Yates the other night mm. and there was bits where like there was friends of hers being like I strongly suspect that a lot of the time during the beginning of her career she was calling the paparazzi on herself mm. and um, uh, there used to be a lot of like yeah people did call the paparazzi on themselves but now th- the sort of surveillance culture makes it feel quite icky of like mm. Someone should be able to just go to the gym and be on the treadmill and then get a juice and not have like 10 people on their... Yeah. Not even 10, hundreds of people on their phone capturing them every step of the way. It just doesn't seem like fair play. No. It's a bit rank, isn't it? Yeah. I've seen them when I see them. You know, you're hard pushed to feel sorry for the Kardashians, but like when you just watch them leaving the gym and it's just like, oh, that's got to be a lot. When Demois first started, I I watched all the stories and Mm. at some point I was like... I don't know what I'm doing, actually. Like, what is this actually bringing to my life? No. Knowing yeah. that, like, someone saw Timothy Chalamet in New York and he looked grumpy or something. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Like, what am I doing? This is not helping me. But it's yeah. huge. It's really, really huge. How have I never heard of it? I don't where know. Am I? Yeah. I don't know. It's very big. How long has it been? Where is it? It's an Instagram, Instagram. account, primarily. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I follow that? You shouldn't. It's better no, for you okay. that you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I like is. that for me. Um, <laughs> 
because in but in lots of ways that era was so mean like i remember so vividly in magazines those photos of britney and the umbrella and it's like that sort of wouldn't happen now but then with it's just it's like a different level of mean it's like a different i, I don't know yeah. a different kind of mean I don't know. What I know, kind of yeah. Mood, but... it, it, it was inter- it, it, it's funny because in some senses, I feel like because there are more famous people than ever before and it is more tangible and imaginable to the regular human being that they co- could possibly become famous for reasons they don't even understand. You know, they could like do a viral, you know, the kombucha girl TikTok. You know, yeah, that. Yeah. she like lives in LA and has like a full career based off of that, you know. Like, it's more yeah. feasible for anybody to become famous now. And so I do feel like the empathy gap that was there in the 10 or 15 years ago has definitely closed. I think that people understand that it's hard to be a human being for the most part. Mm. Um, and that, you know, this fame is difficult and it's probably, you know, less fun than it is fun, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but also that even though that gap has filled, the um the phone sort of thing has intensified stand culture like um you know the guy who played you know Tom Felton mm, the guy who played yes. Draco Malfoy yeah yes. yeah he talks about like when he was just off those movies he was like yeah you know then the movies they were great and he'd get recognized every now and then and then he would move on with his life um and it was kind of every couple of days he someone would come up to him on the street and ask for an autograph and he says now he gets mobbed everywhere even though his last piece of work was 15 years ago you wow, know oh yeah so i do think yeah. Yeah, it's intensified stan culture, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, even though it's people trying to love the person, that has like, yeah, it's a weird love. Yeah. yeah. And they're still waiting for them to trip up. Like, it's a very fickle, yes, of very course. fickle love. Yeah. Yeah. Very fickle love, yeah. On a knife edge, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they find out that you're dating someone who's like 20 years younger than you or whatever, or there's some problematic whatever, yeah. and it's like, and you're yeah. done. Yeah, you're totally. Yeah. And my kind of only insight into that is like, is being really close friends with Dolly and like she's somebody she's the only person I know intimately who's like properly famous that's Dolly Alderton yeah yeah, yeah exactly sorry like <laughs> she's Adele yeah um, yeah and she, she like she, she's still somebody who like you walk down the street with her and like 10 people stop her kind of thing yeah. it takes ages to get anywhere um, and it's made me realise like and that's still a, a very form of like select author creator fame it's mm, not even like being yeah. an actor or something but like the thing of like oh everybody who comes up to us on an eye out is desperate to have a little story about you that they yeah. can then tell everybody else yeah i i would go mad it would i don't know how she's going mad I don't remember but uh-huh. <laughs> we, we asked for photos with her it was so embarrassing oh what <laughs> it's good. It, was, it was lovely it was like we had a podcast listen to come up to us uh, my hand do it oh. just so fun and we were so excited that we were like can I we have a so photo drunk. with you oh that's so nice it was so fun <laughs> I would have been the exact same yeah we're like, oh, no! Pop World in Bristol. Yeah. So That's good. So cool. oh, well, thank you so much for doing oh, this. Thank you. so great. I feel like we could have done this for like ever. Yeah, well, we will when you come into my podcast. Don't, I will die. Yeah. Thank you so um, much. Thank you. That was really fun. Thank you. That was, yeah. that was great. great. I absolutely loved it. Should I delete that? It's part of the ACAS Creator Network. 